Hi everyone, good to have you back with us again. Today we're starting off a new series on the prophet Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, whatever way you want to say his name, entitled Confident in Chaos. And today's study is going to be called The Paradox of Faith, looking at chapter 1, uh, verses 1 to 5. Now, Habakkuk was a pre-exilic prophet to Judah, and he was a seer. He was able to see the impending invasion that was coming to Judah from the Babylonian Empire. And as the prophet of God, that filled him with so many questions. Mainly, uh, how on earth can God use such a barbarous, uh, wicked nation to discipline and chasten his own chosen people? And we'll consider that and a few other questions in subsequent study. But everybody wants to be close to God, don't they? And sometimes we get this impression that the closer we are to God, the more answers we will have. And actually, it's rather the case that the more we learn of God, the more we get to know God, the more we have to learn to live in mystery and with the tension of many questions. Habakkuk, of course, was a prophet and you would therefore expect him uh, to be close to God. His name actually may be derived from the Hebrew word for embrace. And so he's an embracer of God, like every prophet should be. But his nearness to God is actually the reason why he is burdened. Verse 1 of chapter 1 says, The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. And it was that burden from the heart of God that caused these questions in the prophet's heart. And so like his, his name means, he had to embrace the nature and mystery of God and all these questions. He, he actually has to come to grips with some very serious problems. But like Jacob, he, he wrestles with God. And maybe I'm addressing you today and uh, you have faithfully loved and served the Lord, but the more devoted that you have become, the more dilemmas and confusion you face. Or maybe it's the general uh, global crisis that we find ourselves in at the moment. It's causing you questions and you're asking, Lord, what on earth are you up to at this time? Well, what were Habakkuk's issues? Well, let me give you at least three of them that we see in chapter one. He's basically saying justice is a joke. God is silent and he's not answering any of my prayers. Let's read verse 2 through to 4 here of chapter 1. O Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you, violence, and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention that arises. Therefore the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore perverse judgment proceeds. Justice is a joke. The message puts it like this. God, how long do I have to cry out for help before you listen? How many times do I have to yell, help, murder, police? Before you come to the rescue, why do you force me to look at evil, stir trouble in the face day after day? Anarchy and violence break out, quarrels and fights all over the place. Law and order fall to pieces. Justice is a joke and the wicked have the righteous hamstrung and stand justice on its head. <laughs> wow. His cry is, Lord, where is justice? 
Life is not fair. And that can bring rise to anger within our hearts when we feel that things aren't fair for us. God is silent. God didn't seem to be saying anything to the prophet at this moment in time. Have you ever experienced God on mute? And his prayers go unanswered. Lord, I'm crying out to you for help and nothing seems to be happening. And so verse 3 articulates the, the dilemma he had. Why do you show me these things and not help, not answer? And that is the challenge of anybody in these days who's got a discerning or a prophetic heart. They're seeing what's going on all around them and, and, and yet they feel so powerless at times to make a difference. And they're wondering, God, why do you not do something? So why does God show us a little bit of a glimpse of what might be happening and, and, and yet not do anything about it? Is he a sadist? Of course he's not. Verse 1 of chapter 1 in the message says, The problem as God gave Habakkuk to see it. The other versions say the burden. But God was enabling the prophet to see things from his perspective. And sometimes that means not only perceiving but actually feeling it as well. Even we see some of the Old Testament prophets in particular have to live out the burden of the Lord. The modern song puts it like this. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. And you see this is how intercessors are made. When people get the burden of God and share in it, even with the many questions and mysteries of the pain and injustice around, and then they bring it to God in intercession as a go-between between God and the people. At long last, the Lord does speak. And in verse 5, we read, The Lord says, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told you. So the first word out of the silence that God speaks is, look. Was that not what this prophet was doing all along? Looking. But you see, all prophets, as Paul teaches us, see through a glass darkly. We only know in part. And no one has perfect knowledge, only God. And so Habakkuk, even though he was saying certain things, he needed more revelation from God. Look, the Lord says. He, he needed to look again. Maybe that's where you are right now with your many questions. You need to look again. We'll see in chapter 2 and verse 1 that, that Habakkuk goes into a watchtower, uh, into a lookout, and he, he waits on God. Maybe God at this time is calling you actually to wait for him, to listen for him. The Lord has something new to say to all of us, and I believe the Lord has something very new to say to his church at this time and how we face the circumstances around us. But here's a lesson that I want you to learn. Let your questions, no matter how many you have, let them drive you to God and not away from God. And very often when you allow that to happen, you will discover that you were missing something all along. We've all got blind spots. So will you come with me, be challenged by the prophet Habakkuk, and come to God with all your dilemmas, with all your queries, your questions? And will you wait on God for the answer? Not be satisfied with cliches, 
um, or off-pad answers, but actually wait for the voice of God. Now, verse 5 is very interesting, what God actually says. And we'll look at the specifics of this uh, later on, how the Babylonians were coming this wicked people to be used as an instrument of God to discipline his people. And we'll even see how this was applied in the Acts of the Apostles later on in the New Testament church. But generally what this verse is telling us, and this is so encouraging today, is that God is up to something even when it doesn't look like it. And so here is... Habakkuk, with all his questions, Lord, where are you? Where is your voice? Where are the answers to my prayers? And God is saying, Habakkuk, you're not looking in the right place, or maybe you're not looking in the right way. I'm doing something, and if you knew what it was, if, if I actually told you, you wouldn't believe it. It would blow your mind. It's wonderful to consider God is always at work. The Lord Jesus actually said in John 5, 17, My Father has been working until now, and I have been working. God is never idle. And when we look at the cross, we can sympathize with the disciples seeing their Messiah, their Savior and Lord, die. And thinking the dream was over, and thinking God's plan had gone off track. And wondering during those days when he was in the grave, what on earth was going on? What was God and Jesus up to? But God was doing the greatest work that this world has ever known, indeed that eternity has ever known. God was carrying away our sins forever, burying them in the grave. Three days later, Jesus would rise again and give us true hope of eternal life and we can believe in him, in the power of the cross. And it seemed confusing, it seemed contradictory at the time, but this is the crucified God that we serve. Zechariah 4 verse 10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings, or the day of small things, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You see, the prophet Habakkuk needed not just to perceive the problems, but perceive God at work behind the problems. Now that's going to take faith. And this is the paradox of faith. This is my message to you today. The paradox of faith is you see what's going on around you in this world chaos. You see what's going on in your own personal life, which might be a cameo of that general chaos round about. Maybe you even understand not just literally what's happening, but spiritually something behind the veil. But you're actually choosing rather to go beyond that and see what God is doing. That takes faith. Look, Habakkuk. God calls you to look. See what God's up to. In chapter 2, verse 4, we'll see the key verse, actually, in this little prophecy is the just shall live by his or her faith. Well, I'm sure you're familiar with that verse if you're a born-again, spirit-filled Christian because there's actually three books in the New Testament talk about that verse. Um, you've got the, the book of Romans, the book of Galatians, and the book of Hebrews. And, and it takes three New Testament books to explain one Old Testament text. It's faith that's going to get us through 
The just live by faith even when circumstances and the whole universe seems to be caving in around their head. The author to the Hebrews tells us in that wonderful verse, chapter 11, verse 1, that faith is the substance of things not seen. That, that is a paradox. But it's substance. The NIV translates it. Faith is the confidence of things not seen. We're calling this series Confident in Chaos. And the only way we can be confident in chaos is through the paradox of faith. The, the, the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the assurance of things not seen. You see, faith is our handle on the eternal. Faith gives us the confidence in the chaos and even in the confusion. Faith is not a contradiction to questions queries, dilemmas, mysteries. In fact, faith is the answer. The Amplified Version of the Bible puts Hebrews 11 verse 1 like this. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for. A title deed is basically your ownership. And you could have a title deed for a house, but you haven't been living in the house yet. But the title deed declares that you own it. It belongs to you. And faith, even though if you, you haven't actually received, as it were, the substance of the thing, literally, faith is the evidence that it's yours. It's the title deed for divinely guaranteed things. The evidence of things, the Amplified goes on to say, not seen, the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by physical senses. So listen, what are your physical senses experiencing at the moment? Look at the sights, the sounds. What's going on? What, what we're seeing around us in this apparent chaos and confusion. But listen, faith goes beyond that to the promises of God, which are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Faith is what can lay hold of what we can't see and even what we can't feel at this moment in time, knowing that our God is in control and our God is working something out for those who love him. And if we knew what was going on behind the scenes, we would not believe it. There's a contradiction. We would not believe it that we were told. It's that kind of faith that we need. To survive. It's that kind of faith, First John says, that overcomes the world. It's that kind of faith in Jesus Christ, the Savior, who took all the contradictions, all the suffering, all the pain, all the mystery of evil in on himself in a sacrifice and carried it away. He has answered our dilemmas, our questions. Maybe you've never put your Faith and trust in Christ as your saviour. You need to do that today. Listen, look for answers, search deep, find truth. But you'll never find answers to every question. Christian today, maybe you are struggling. You've got questions of doubt. Maybe there are issues that's going on in your life right now 
related to what's happening in our world or the personal sickness or grief or problems that you're facing in your in your health or your marriage or in your relationships your family i don't know but can i encourage you to not let these questions drive you from god but allow them to drive you to the feet of jesus christ who says come to me all you have burdens all you have to embrace questions i'll give you rest he doesn't promise answers to every question but he does promise rest he promised you a burden that can be borne because he's bearing it himself for you he's carrying you let's pray as we bring today's study to close father we thank you that your word says that jesus would bear the government upon his shoulders he'd be the wonderful counselor the mighty god we thank you that on the cross he bore our sins he bore our shame he bore our sickness he bore our burdens and our our questions our dilemmas our problems and we thank you that when we come to the cross we see the agony that you took upon yourself lord and so when we look at a world that is broken when we look at our lives that that's confusing at times lord we thank you that when we look to the work that you did through your son Jesus on the cross. We understand that you were doing something we couldn't have believed it though we were told it. And you're still at work. The God of heaven and the saviour of the cross is still at work in our world. Doing an unbelievable work. We just ask Lord for the gift of faith. To embrace that today as Habakkuk had to learn. And that Lord through that faith we would receive the comfort that only the holy spirit can give us that even though we may not have every answer we know that our god is in control and he is up to something in our world so may your peace come upon every person listening to my voice now and may there be even people who take that first step to salvation in jesus may there be those who return to you lord even with all their questions, as we give you thank, Lord Jesus, that one day we will know face to face when we see you as you are. Every question will be answered. Every enigma will be solved. We give you thanks and anticipation and hope of that day. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.